This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 9th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. Crafting a broad measure of economic freedom is hard enough, but coming up with an estimate of the effective functioning of the rule of law seems an even more difficult task. Juan Carlos Botero is executive director of the World Justice Project, which has just produced its Rule of Law Index. We spoke last week. Thank you. Well, in the context of of this 800-year anniversary of the Magna Carta, the question that underlies the, this work is, what does the rule of law mean to the ordinary citizen walking the streets of Ciudad de Mexico or uh, Accra? And uh, to answer that question, the, what we have done is we have conducted household surveys, 200,000 of them so far, in 300 cities around the world, plus expert surveys, over 5,000 experts in 102 countries asking questions of the daily day life interaction with authorities. For instance, did you experience a situation in the uh, police abuse in the last year? Someone in your household had to pay a bribe to get a kid to school. Did you have a dispute with your neighbors? How did you solve it? And the answers of all this is a massive data set aggregate into what uh, became the rule of law index, which is a measurement of adherence and an estimate of adherence to the rule of law in 102 countries around the world. Why is it important that we have this kind of estimate? Our approach is we try to be honest brokers of information. We try to produce data that people can use, constituencies, civil society organizations, the governments, the legislators, the media, citizens themselves can use in countries around the world to try to advance how the government perform. The, what is useful is, I believe, is what you, what you don't measure, it is difficult to improve. This provides a sense, a thermometer, of the health, of the interaction of the citizens with with, this, with the authorities and with each other. Um, hopefully, this this yields to to an incentive to, to to improve. And we've seen that we've seen heads of states quoting these these, these findings based on, on, on data to um, to advance reforms. In the in the in the case of Canada, for instance, the Chief Justice of Canada used the findings of the index to show that in access to civil justice in Canada. They were lagging behind European countries, and this motivated a reform. We've seen that happening in many parts. What does a high level of the operation of the rule of law in a country, what does that correlate with? Rule of law correlates closely with, with, with economic development. So richer countries tend to have more rule of law, and we do not know yet it is because if they can afford better institutions, better paid police, for instance, or if because they have better protection of property rights, they become richer over time. So the causation probably goes both ways. Um, it correlates strongly with health outcomes. And we conducted a study that, that in the health, health determinants, health outcomes, uh, infant mortality, maternal mortality, life expectancy, and catastrophic diseases. Higher adherence to the rule of law is as important as how rich you are and more important than um, uh, how much the country spends on health or inequality or other variables. In other words, rule of law, while it is highly correlated with economic development, it is independent as a determinant of the health outcome of the population. More rule of law, more adherent to the rule of law societies tend to, over time, deliver better services to the people and have better health. It doesn't mean that the, the government is delivering the services because this is taken out by the, the amount of money that the government spent. This is not as determinant as how much rule of law you have. I hope it was clear. What about investment in countries? Well, there is 
significant evidence around the world showing that stronger protection of property rights tend to favor investment at the lower level from the work of Hernando de Soto years ago in Peru to to the to, I mean to the local from the local level to the macro level um, there is plenty of, of information supporting this thesis that uh, when property rights are protected when investments are protected they tend to flourish uh, of course there are many variables there are many factors it is not a univocal relation uh, like like a, this is just the only variable that matters uh, risk matters as much uh, but but it's certainly a very significant element what do you hope to see the next time you conduct uh, this survey? We always hope to see citizens more empowered and uh, to hold the governments accountable, to uh, be more satisfied about the way the, the access to justice is delivered in countries or that the um, um, uh, opportunities to access government information is, is delivered. Um, it is what we see is that these variables don't change too much over time. I mean, it takes years to change culture. And the rule of law is not in the laws, it is in the culture. And if I may add that point, however, the good news is that even though it takes years, we see dramatic differences. Costa Rica and Uruguay score very high in this index. And they are not fundamentally different from the rest of Latin America. Venezuela scores last. So it is, it is, it is not a culturally uh, fatal thing. We can change, and it can change over one generation. In economic, uh, I'm sorry. In economic freedom indexes, there are typically findings that countries that neighbor countries with a high degree of economic freedom uh, also improve over time. Is there any sense that uh, countries with a high degree of the, you know, the functioning of the rule of law can influence? the functioning of the rule of law in other countries? We do not have a time series to test us that, that theory long enough. We've been only conducting this for, we have, this is the fourth year that we produce this global report. Um, and it would be very difficult to, to root out um, uh, unobserved variables. However, uh, since economic freedom and adherence to the rule of law are so closely related, it would not surprise me. For a lot of countries uh, where, as you note, citizens are not empowered to even influence their own government, what are the options available to try to uh, get rid of a culture of corruption, a culture of bribery, which can be very ingrained within a society? Uh, what gives them hope? Case by case, there is a thousand of answers to this question. But if you step back and look at millions of data points for 100 countries, and you step back and look there, what you tend to see is that the, the way people complain for their own rights by people bringing complaints to the government, these may be the operational mechanisms through which um, higher adherence to the rule of law and better institutions happen. And this is driven by multiple factors. One critical one is education. More educated people tend to have better tools to hold the government accountable. So one area that I think the government in every country and the international community should focus is in promoting better education at the lower level, at the, at the, at the basis. Um, another one clearly is property rights. Protection of property rights seems to be an instrument through which empowers people 
to improve the quality of the institution. So the causation seems to go in that direction based on what we have. Education seen. and protection of private property. These this seem to be two that, that seem to influence in the long run uh, the development of better institutions. Juan Carlos Botera is executive director of the World Justice Project. Learn more about economic freedom and the rule of law at our website, cato.org.